With all the hobgoblins down and one spared, the group considered their next steps before continuing to Cragmore Castle. After Turandum applied bandages to those in need, everyone's attention turned to the remaining hobgoblin. Pippin tied him up. Then, with Snog and Lee aiming their weapons at him, Turandum revived and began to question him. The hobgoblin Robrar accused the party of trespassing in Cragmore Woods, refused to acknowledge that this was Neverwinter Woods, and insisted that they let him go, and that they would die at the hands of his king. Robrar eventually agreed to take them to see King Roll, where he said they would then be killed. Snog and Lee prodded Robrar threateningly, agreeing that they could not get any more useful information out of him, and that he only presented a risk. Pippin slit Robrar's throat from behind. After a brief argument about whether to rest again, the party decided to find a new spot a hundred yards away and recuperate. This time, Lee set some traps and cast alarm to alert them to any intruders. After regaining their spells and feeling revived, the group continued toward the castle, with Snog and Lee in the lead. After a few hours, Lee spotted a band of hobgoblins up ahead. He signaled to everyone to stop and hide. The hobgoblins continued to move towards the direction of the castle, and eventually were out of sight. Soon the group came to a clearing and spotted the castle, which consisted of seven crumbling towers of different sizes and heights. The upper stories were all in varying states of collapse. They could see a short flight of steps that led up to a terrace in front of the main entryway. Past the wreckage of a pair of sundered doors lied a shadowed hall. Round towers loomed over the entranceway, with dark arrow slits looking down on the terrace. Attilius recognized Cragmont Castle as not one of goblet construction, but one raised by a talented wizard noble of Old Falorm an ancient realm that once controlled much of the north. The stronghold had consisted of seven overlapping towers. He shared this with the group and told them of the Falorm, known as the Realm of Three Crowns, that was once a kingdom in northwest Faerun formed in 523 Dale Reckoning at the Council of Axe and Arrow, a council to deal with the growing orc problem in the area. Dwarves, elves, gnomes, halflings, and humans from their various kingdoms collectively agreed to form a kingdom. The kingdom was destroyed by a horde of the Wastes in 615 Dale Reckoning. While stalking the castle, the group heard a thud behind them and turned around to find ten hobgoblins approaching them with weapons drawn. Two of the first attacks, which were against Mal and Turinim, were foretold by Atilius, and he knew they would miss. During the fight, Mala noticed and pointed out that the hobgoblins had been carrying a stripped and bound unconscious Ivor on a long branch, apparently bringing him to the castle. The fight went on. Attilius hit many of them with scorching ray and magic missiles. Pippin dodged in and out of the fray, dealing killing blows to vital organs on multiple occasions. Lee dealt a modest amount of damage with Talon in hand, but took a bit of damage in return. Turnham was damaged a couple of times and only retaliated with barehanded strikes. He also channeled divinity to partially restore Mala and Lee and healed himself. Mala took a substantial amount of damage, but dropped many of them in return. At one point, a hobgoblin blocked one of Mala's quarterstaff swings and cut her staff in two. While it laughed, Mala threw a wheel kick that took its jaw right off its face. At last, no hobgoblins remained standing, and the group turned their attention to Ivor while Pippin checked the hobgoblin bodies, finding Ivor's equipment and 35 silver pieces which he gave to Mala. 
The group eventually agreed to let all the hobgoblins die but revive Ivor. The group was irate at Ivor, accusing him of stalking them. Ivor explained that he had been abandoned by his god and lost all his divine abilities and followed them seeking redemption. The group was incredulous, but Ivor maintained that he only wanted to help, pleading for a second chance. He offered to do whatever they wanted, saying he did not need any share of the treasure, only asking for his equipment, and that he would abide by any rules they put forth, and even only attack when permitted. While they were debating, Lee-spotted four goblins entered the woods from the castle. They noticed the dead hobgoblin bodies and looked around, shocked. Lee chased after them, drawing his bow. Attilius dropped one of them with a scorching ray at the edge of the clearing. Lee dropped one with an arrow. Pippin tried to hit one with his crossbow, but in his haste, his crossbow broke. He then drew his shortbow and dropped the third one. Almost at the door of the gates, the last goblin fell to Attilius's magic missiles. Maula took two of the goblins' crude scimitars to replace her broken quarterstaff. Ironically, Maula was the only one willing to give Ivor a second chance. In the end, they agreed to return Ivor's equipment and let him do what he will, as long as it was not with them. Ivor said he would enter the castle himself. As long as you're headed that way, Lee asked him, can you drag the goblin bodies into the woods? Ivor agreed. After dragging the goblins out of the clearing, Ivor walked up the steps to the terrace in front of the main entryway when four arrows shot out at him from the slits in two of the round towers. Successfully dodging only three of them, Ivor jumped past the wreckage of the pair of sundered doors and into the shadowed hall.